Hey friends, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am your host, Misty Phillip, and I am so glad that you have tuned in today. We are going to talk about home organization and the struggle to keep it all together. In last week's show, I mentioned two of my favorite things to talk about in the new year are health and organization. Last week, we discussed how faith affects our eating with Brittany Braswell, and today we're going to talk about organization in our home with Dana K. White. Now, we also talk about her journey of writing and blogging and how that came out of her own personal struggle of managing her home and keeping it all together. She always loved to write, and her writing Writing has gone from blogging to writing to podcasting, and Dana now has over 9 million podcast downloads. One of the things we talked about how invested our podcast listeners are, and so I thought this would be a great time for me to thank you again for tuning in and for being such faithful listeners. You are the reason this podcast exists, and I am so thrilled that you are joining me for season four. We've got some fun things in store in the future. You may have noticed that we have partnered with Edify. So with the Spark Media Network, podcasts from the Spark Network can now be heard on the Edify app. So if we have some Edify app people here, I just want to give you a shout out today. We are so glad that you are here. So without further ado, let me introduce Dana White. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app. Dana White, welcome to the By His Grace podcast. I am so excited to meet you and to have you with me here today. Thanks for having me on. This is fun. Yeah, so I am I am an organized person in my heart, but it doesn't always <laughs> doesn't always execute that way and you have become the queen of clean, but was this always the case for you? No. And uh, no, and it's still not the case. I am still not the queen of clean. I am I mean if I was a queen of something, it would be being able to explain it to the person to whom this does not make any sense because I was the person who this did not make any sense to. I mean, like that I would, I struggled. So, you know, I started a blog back in 09 that kind of got me started on all this. That was not supposed to be my real blog. Like I thought it was just practice to learn about blogging while I got my house under control. And it was called a slob comes clean because that is that, it was my lifelong struggle. I mean, that, that was the thing that I could not figure out. So, so yeah, that's how I got here. So tell me when you started that blog, did you ever imagine where that you would be podcasting and writing books? Let's hear a little bit more of your journey. Yeah, no, when I started, I started anonymously because I thought I had wanted to be a writer. That's what I wanted to do. When I realized what blogs were in 2008, I thought, okay, well, 
this is what I need to do. But I didn't because my house was a disaster. And I knew that it would be one more project that I threw myself into that would take my focus away from my home. So my goal was, okay, I got to get my house under control, even though I never had in the previous, you know, 30 something years of my life at that point, I, it had always been a struggle. I was the kid with a messy room. I was the you know, kid in high school who I opened my locker and everything fell out. You know I mean? Like that was just my story is I'd always been messy, but now I had this reason. I was like, well, if I could get this thing cured and fixed, then I would be able to do this thing that I really felt like God wanted me to do. And that didn't happen. Like, I mean, I tried and tried and I continued to fail. Like I always had. And, um, so in 2009, right before my kid, who's now 18 was about to go to kindergarten, I was in church and I was, I was really, I really wasn't listening. I'm just being honest because I was, I was just crying out in my heart to God because I was like, tomorrow my life changes. You know, I was only going to have one kid at home. I thought this is the time. If I'm going to start a blog, this would be the time to do it because I would be able to write during her nap time. Right. I didn't have to coordinate nap times anymore. And I was just frustrated because I was like, I have asked you God to please cure me of this intense messiness issue that I have. And you won't cure me of it because, and it's keeping me from doing this thing that I knew he had asked me to do to write. And so at that moment, I, I mean, God just made it clear. He's like, write about that. And I was like, well, that's actually a really good idea, God. (laughs) So I was like, okay, so I'm going (laughs) to funny. So, so I started the next day and he gave me the name, which I mean, I never called myself a slob before that. I mean, I many times said, it's not like I'm a slob, I'm chronically disorganized or whatever, but, but I, I couldn't think of another name, even though I wanted to be a writer, you know? So I started the next day, just kind of, and I really thought, okay, I'm going to do this, get to learn about blogging, get my house under control. And then I will start writing about the stuff I'm actually good at, you know, like that's my thing. Um, and here we are in 2021, probably 2022 by the time this comes out. I mean, like (laughs) it just never occurred to me that this would be the thing that I write about. And yet that's the journey God's taken me on for one thing to show me, this is how I made you. Like I made you with the brain that you have. And I realized that so many people who struggle with the day-to-day house stuff like I did or with clutter are highly creative people. Not that all creative people are slobs, but all slobs are very creative people, you know? So it, it just is a, it's part of how he made me. He designed me this way. He also made me with all of my obsession with words and being able to say and speak so many words over this subject for the last however many years, you know, and analyze things and overthink and all that to put me in this position to help because really the issue is that most of the people who talk about this stuff like it, you know, <laughs> like, like they talk about organizing because it's something they enjoy. And instead, you know, I, I always felt like any adv- organizing advice that I read, I was like, I'm lost before you even get started. Like your before pictures are like my dream after pictures, you know, I mean, that's how I felt about things. And so I was like, there, how, where, what am I missing here? So I come in at now as the person who's like, I can tell you how to go from completely overwhelmed to, okay, I think I can do this. I'm not the person to tell you how to have it all neatly in cute little baskets and stuff. That's not me, but I can have tell you how to have a house that you can keep under control. 
You know, that is so important because I can do the neat little baskets in one area and then have another area like my desk that is a complete disaster. And I'm so glad that you said creative people because I'm a creative person. I'm an author and a speaker and a podcast host, and I have all these creative outlets. I'm, I got an interior design background. And, and so like I can have the most beautiful, you know, room set up and then you can turn the corner in my other room can be a disaster. And I just said something to my husband the other day and he was like, really smart people are really messy. Um, but maybe it's really creative people that are really. Yeah. It's, it's amazing to me. And I think that's what you just said about really smart people are, are really messy. That was where the disconnect was for me. I was like, I mean, you know, here I'm going because I'm really smart, but, but like I had been successful at everything else. And I was like, what is wrong with me? You know, but like people would not have guessed that my house looked the way that it did. You know, and I was like, why is it that I can't figure this out? That seems to be so easy for the entire rest of the world. I'm the only one who struggles this way, you know, and what I've learned because the way that I did things introduced me to other people who struggled with the same things is like all kinds of highly successful, creative intelligent people struggle with this thing. And that that's part of the problem is that we're like, why is this thing so hard when I can do these other things that a lot of people would say are really hard, you know? So it's like, anyway, it's that disconnect that is so difficult. Yes. Yeah. So you come in with a more realistic approach, right? So you just wrote a new book. So tell us, cause you, this is your third book, right? Mm-hmm. So actually tell us about your other two books and then tell us about this new book that you have that is coming out. Yes. So the new book is called organizing for the rest of us. And so the first book that I wrote was called how to manage your home without losing your mind. And that one is like going from what in the world, why is this so hard for me to what do you actually do that moves the needle that makes an impact? What are the things that you didn't get before that you did? I'm going to explain to you on how this works. The second book is, was decluttering at the speed of life. And that is, you know, my five-step process that I developed through a lot of tears, you know, in my own home. I mean, just figuring it out, like going, why is this so hard? You know, I try to do things the way that all the experts say to do it. And I end up with this huge mess. You know, it's like, I pull everything out of a closet and now it's all in the hallway and my family can't, you know, walk through, but then they eventually do walk through because they get used to stepping over things. And, you know, I mean, it was just like, why anyway? So I came up with a process for myself decluttering to do it without making a bigger mess to like go, you know, so it doesn't may not have the big wow immediately, but it's all progress, like progress. That's not going to go backwards or anything. So that's what that book is. Well, this book is called a gift book. So it's cute. (laughs) (laughs) And the other two books are like lots of words, you know, like which is what a lot of people need. That's what I need. You know, it's like lots of words where we can really dive deep into this. This book is a hundred strategies to keep any house under control, you know, like, so 
it doesn't actually have, you know, like at the end of it, that's just words that come out of my mouth sometimes. Anyway, the, so it's, it's my five-step process, but it's in tip format, you know, so that you can flip through and find the five-step process and not have to read 60,000 words. You know, it's, it's got pictures, which shows you, okay, this is how you declutter without making a bigger mess. This is how it gets better with this step. And then even better with this step. And then this step, it's even better and that kind of thing. And then it has, you know, just bathroom cleaning strategies and stuff like that, that are all super practical based in me having to figure out how do I do this in my house? You know? Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. Now you also started podcasting it back in 2012. So let's talk about your podcast for a minute. And, um, because when I read your bio, I saw that you had 7 million downloads and to my new podcast friends who are listening, do not be overwhelmed by that. You have been showing up Dana consistently for many years. So you started back in 2012, I mean, 10 years later, here you are still podcasting. So tell us a little bit about your podcast. Is it okay for me to say that I'm actually almost at 9 million now? Yes. That's amazing. (laughs) Yeah. No, I I saw that the other day. I was like, oh, I'm so excited. So, so yeah, I started podcasting after going to a conference and hearing a speaker who explained, you know, cause I had thought, cause I'd been writing on a blog at the time and I was like, okay, well, what would I, what would a podcast be about? And she was like, you don't have a blog. You have a message. A blog is one way of getting that message out, but not everybody reads blogs. Some people listen to podcasts. So, you know, do the same stuff that you've been talking about in your blog, put it in podcast form. And that was a real mindset shift for me. Instead of thinking, oh, I've got to come up with something super snazzy and knew that would make my blog readers want to listen to a podcast. No, it's, let me share the same thing that I'm sharing for it through the blog for a different audience of podcast listeners. So, so yeah, I started, I, in the beginning, I was like, I don't know if I'm going to keep doing this or not. I'd actually never listened to a podcast before I started it. I mean, this was a long time ago, right? <laughs> I was just like talking into a microphone. That sounds fun. You know, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I I love talking. My husband, as he often says, he's like, you know, all those years of you talking to yourself has finally paid off. (laughs) My family was the one who they were like, my, my, my oldest son came to me and said, mom, you, cause I was blogging at the time. And he was like, mom, you need a podcast. Cause you, this writing thing is really hard for you, but you can talk. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And in the beginning I, and I said it, like, I would just say it. I was like, listen, I'm doing this podcast. I'm not going to edit because I had actually been doing YouTube videos before that. I kind of have just started again this year with YouTube, but at that point I had done YouTube videos for a year. So time consuming to do the editing and everything. And I said, I want to do a podcast, but I can't do it if it adds a huge new time consuming thing for me. And so I was like, I'm just going to start recording. And I would just talk into my microphone for 30 minutes every week. And it was shocking to me the power of that, you know, cause I'd, I'd had blog readers, but people really connect when you are, you know, in conversation, even though it's just me talking, but it, it's a conversation that you have every single week. And so I started to realize that all my emails I was getting, they were all saying the podcast, they were all mentioning the podcast. That was where people were really, really, really connecting. And it just pairs so well with talking about cleaning and organizing, because you can do that while you listen. 
so yeah, over time it's just, it's grown and it's been, it's been a really, it's one of my favorite things that I do. It, it really is. I mean, that's, that's where my, my people are, you know, I have a Patreon group and, and I really only talk about it on the podcast because I feel like those are the people who are truly invested and are not drive-by. Do you know what I mean? Like a, people can land on a blog post or they can land on a YouTube video, but your podcast listeners are your really, truly invested people. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And I was the same way. I started podcasting and then I was like, I love this. This is really cool. And then I started to see, I have people all around the world, which shout out to all the people around the world who are listening now, because it's amazing that that podcasts can have such a global impact. Uh, so you and I are sitting here at our homes in different parts of the state of Texas, but we're going out around the world. So that to me is so cool. So I'd love for you to give our listeners some practical tips in this new year on how they can get it all together. You know, it's a new year. We're all, I I mean, I love new beginnings because I'm always gung-ho. I have great expectations that my house is going to be clean, that I'm going to be in great shape. This year's different, right? (laughs) (laughs) Let's hope it's a little different than the last couple of years. Oh my goodness. Uh, Yeah. But what are some strategies that we can incorporate that can, you know, just realistically that we can do on a, um, that we can incorporate into our schedule? Yeah. So that, that energy is completely normal and it actually, what I see, because I actually have, you know, analytics to watch of when people are showing up and wanting to know about decluttering, it starts in the evening of December 25th which I think is interesting, you know, so people have Christmas and then by the end of the day, they're looking around at all their stuff that's new and the trash and they're going, Oh my goodness. And then a lot of people are kind of out of their normal schedule for that week between Christmas and new year's, whether they're off work or not. A lot of times schedule is just different. And that's when decluttering mania hits the world. (laughs) I I mean, it's just, but it also fizzles, right? Yeah. And so, I mean, some people are like, oh, January 1st. I'm like, yeah, it's, I can see it's already fizzling by January 1st. It's it it really, it's amazing to watch the, the analytics. So the number one thing I will say is to know that getting it all together is probably not the best goal. Okay. So, because here, here was one of my main mindset shifts that I had to realize as I worked on my own house, my house is not a project. I have a project brain. I'm a creative person. I used to be a theater arts teacher. I loved planning the production. I loved working through all the, I mean, everything was like perfectly organized before the first rehearsal started. You know I mean? Like I handed it to them. They knew exactly when they needed to be there. They knew exactly what we were doing at every rehearsal. And, and I loved working through all that. I loved the actual performance. I loved the applause. And then I loved being done and being able to be like, look at that thing that I did. It's over. (sighs) And I tried to treat my house like it was a project because that the things that I was successful at in life, I, they were projects. And so I was like, okay, let me apply that same thing to my house. And that's just not realistic because 
I would, it could maybe work a little bit better in my younger years, before kids, before a job, all that kind of stuff where I could devote an entire weekend to, you know, cleaning my house from top to bottom. But then the bigger your house gets or the more responsibilities that you have, or the less energy that you have, whatever, it's just not, it's just not possible. And the problem was I would get my house ready for a party or whatever. And then I would look around and go, huh, okay, I'm done. Well, then three days later, it was back to worse than it was before. And I was like, what is happening in these three days? Like, so there was not, so realizing my house was not a project was huge for me. So instead think, okay, what can I do today? That's actually going to have an impact. Well, let's there's, there's habits. Those things are very important, but let's talk specifically about decluttering because people are really in that mode at this time, getting stuff out of the house with every item that leaves my house. I have one less thing to think about. I have one less thing to move and manage and maintain and take care of. And once it's gone, it's actually gone, gone. Right. And so I don't have to deal with it anymore. So say, what can I do to actually get stuff out of my house and make that the number one priority? Because then when it fizzles, those things are gone and you're better than you were before. And you're not just kind of, Oh, I did a little here and I did a little there and it's actually gone and and I'm better. Okay. So that when the fizzle happens, I'm still better off than I was before. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I am a project person myself. Mm -hmm. So I always invite people over occasionally just to get the house clean, (laughs) which is what has made this last year and a half. So, or I think we're getting to where it's more than a year and a half, but anyway, but it's, what's made this time period so difficult is because I need those times, those deadlines, right? Yes, absolutely. And and I have seen like the the busier I've gotten where things I could control it a little bit better. There are just neglect areas just because of my schedule and how busy that I am. So I really appreciate you being honest with us and giving us the encouragement that we need just to move the needle forward just a little bit and to be realistic about it. So thank you so much for sharing your wisdom today on the by his grace podcast we if you do not know dana you need to know who she is you need to check out her new book and her podcast so we will put links to all the things in our show notes so dana i'm going to give you the last word if you could leave our listeners with one encouragement for the new year what would that be there is value in five minutes of work pick up a trash bag It's best if it's a black trash bag so you can't see what you just put inside of it and second guess yourself. (laughs) Pick up a trash bag and start throwing away trash. Like go to the space that's cluttered and say, there's probably no trash. That lady's crazy on the internet, but there's, there's no way. I don't care. Look for it. And even if there's not, your brain is going to start to see what's there. It's no longer going to be this. Oh, there's a pile. There's probably important things in it. So I'm just going to avoid it get the trash bag, start throwing away trash. It's going to be better just because there's less stuff in it. So give yourself permission to do a little bit here and there, start with the trash. You'll be amazed at the impact. I love it. The power of five minutes of work. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Dana. Thanks. Thank you for joining me today on by his grace. 
I hope you've enjoyed listening and are encouraged by our guest today. I would love for you to visit my blog, mistyphilip.com, for more encouragement. You can find me on social media as Misty Philip, and I would love to connect with you there. 